This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Starting. Luchot, Pesach. What do we need to clean for Pesach? Quick review. The Halacha says that any place you bring chametz to has to be clean. A room that you might brought chametz, even though it's not so likely, but there's a chance you brought in chametz in there, you have to clean for Pesach. Which means, if you have, let's say, a roof, you have to clean your roof for Pesach? No, because what's the likelihood you brought chametz in there? Zero. You don't go to your roof. You never go up to your roof and eat on your roof, unless you have such a roof that sometimes you go and you make over there a meal. Or you take your sandwich and eat there and relax, then you'll have to clean it. You have a basement. A basement normally, by us, is a place that people sometimes go down with food. So then, you have to clean that basement. But if it's such a place, let's say a boiler room, that you'll never walk in there with your sandwich, just you don't do such things, you don't have a storage of food in there that maybe you brought something or you needed something, or storage of other things that you might have went down there while you were eating and carrying your sandwich with you, so... The boiler room you would not need to clean. Same thing would be with a bathroom. People don't bring food into the bathroom, and for that you don't need to clean your bathroom for Pesach, unless you have little children in a house. If you have little children in a house, then every place is potentially dirty from chametz. So you'll have to clean every place. Now, a quick run or at places that you'll have to worry that chametz are there. When you check closets, obviously, main places that people would find chametz are, let's say, the, the, the knapsack of the kids. They take over their lunch. They put over there all kind of snacks you'll find in the chametz, at your stroller, at places like that, that the potential to have chametz is very high. They have to clean your pockets from chametz. Do you have to look in your pockets for chametz? Do you have to look for chametz in sfarim, in books? There's a chazonish that says that you do. You have to clean all your books. You ever seen those uh, people that take their books and they like flip through the pages or they open like quickly all the pages, make sure that there's no chametz in there, or they close up their books? That's because the chazonish held like that. He, there is a gemara that he learned that there's no chiluk whether you have chametz more than kazait or less than kazait, you'll have to clean it. But by us, Svaradim, we don't say such a thing. The Orletzion writes that we never saw our rabbis check their books for chametz. Why? Because the Rambam writes that when do you have to seek and search for Chametz, it's only if it's the size of kazait. And kazait is how much? One ounce. One ounce, we said many times, is the size of a schnapp cup. It's such a thing that you're not going to find, such a cookie that you're not going to find in a book. And therefore, you don't need to clean your books for Pesach. Same thing would be with pockets. Pockets could have such a cookie. But you don't need to actually go searching inside the pockets. You can just tap on it and see if there's a cookie in there. Maybe there's crumbs. Maybe. For crumbs, you don't have to go and search. If 
you're planning to use that book on Pesach, let's say it's a venture with Birkat Amazon in it, with songs that you use throughout the year on Shabbat, let's say. So then there's very uh, good likelihood that there is chametz in there, the crumbs are there. You'll have to, and you're planning to use it on Pesach, you'll have to clean those. Why? Because although normally you don't have to search for books, but something that the likelihood is very high that there's something there, you'll have to remove. And especially if you're planning to use that for Pesach. If not, such a thing, don't clean, but close it up. So you're not going to have that available for you to use. Those places that you're not planning to clean. You don't want to clean every room in a house. You're planning to close, let's say, the basement. The basement is much too big. There's no reason to check the basement. It's a mess. So you just want to close the basement and sell to a goy. That is fine. You can sell whichever parts of the house that you don't want. Close it up. Sell it to a goy. You're not responsible to clean it. That's the halacha. If you go out of your house for Pesach, you can completely close the entire house, sell it to a goy, and you don't need to clean for Pesach. But you still have a requirement called Bdikat Chametz. Bdikat Chametz on Erev Pesach, on Lel Yudaled, you have to do, regardless, because there's a mitzvah like that, you say the bracha also when you do the Bdikat Chametz. So how are you going to perform such a mitzvah if you're selling the entire house to a goy? That's why the best thing to do is to clean just one room. You sell the entire house except one room. That room that you left, you clean it well, and you do the bdikat chametz in there. If you're planning to go, let's say, to your in-laws, to your parents, to your uh, friends, to a hotel, you can sell the entire house and do the bdikat chametz at the place that you're going. Ask the person that you want to acquire that room which means you're not just a guest by him, but you're acquiring that room that it should be your room halachically, and therefore you could check your, your, your bdikat chametz, and you perform, perform the mitzvah bdikat chametz in that room. Or if you go to a hotel, you go to that room of the, the, that you received, and you do the bdikat chametz there. Best thing is to do the bdikat chametz before you bring your luggage in. Because once you bring all your packages, all your luggage, everything into the hotel room, it becomes very hard to clean it. So before you move in, you receive your room, you go in there, you do bdikat chametz, you clean that chametz, make sure that everything is, uh, is, is chametz-free in that room, and then you can bring everything in. How do you check bdikat chametz in a hotel room? Since you, know, you don't want to go with a candle, they don't even allow such a thing. You go between the, the bed and the closet and the, and, and the shade with a candle. That's not, that they don't allow such a thing and it's pretty dangerous. So what do you do? You can use a flashlight. You can use a flashlight. It takes very, very quick, a couple of minutes. Why? Because the hotel room is not that big. It's pretty organized. It's very clean. You go around the corners, you go around uh, places that uh, it's hard to see, just, uh, just like you would in the middle of the room, under the bed, under the closet, behind the closet, and, uh, and so on. And you check the entire place. It can take very quick. Usually you're not going to find anything because it's very clean. If you don't have a flashlight 
Every phone today has a light. So you can use that. Say the bracha and go searching. Even if you go to a hotel with the family on Chol HaMoed, you would say the bracha and check that room. Checking the room is required even if you walk in there for Chol HaMoed. You go for one day. You go to a certain place and you're staying overnight in one place. You can't stay there if you didn't do Bdikat Chametz. You have to check that place, make sure there's no Chametz in there. Sometimes you go to a hotel and they give you some things in the hotel, which means you have uh, in the fridge things that could be that they're not kosher for Pesach. You have to remove them or ask them to remove it from the room. You can't have things that are not kosher in your room. If you want, if you have a nice amount of chametz, you could do a mechitza, which means you put a wall in between the two. But it becomes hard. How are you going to put a wall? Maybe take the mattress, put between that and, and you. That becomes a little bit problematic. You know when it's uh, very uh, common? When you go and rent uh, a room, you know, today they have this air uh, B&B, it's called, right? So you rent a room from somebody or you rent an apartment from somebody and he lives there. They live in such, such a place. So they have a lot of chametz in, in there. You can't just rent it and live there for, for a day or two. You'll have to do b'dikat uh, chametz in there as well. And sometimes he'll have a lot of chametz in the kitchen or so on. You'll have to put a mechitza between you and the chametz. Put a wall between you and the What's a wall? A wall could be a mattress or something. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.